Hello and welcome. Very nice to have you listening once again. This is PSG Review. My name is Mikko and uh, this week we are going to be talking about uh, the latest match which was played yesterday against Lille in the league on PSG has a very good victory. We're also going to be talking about Marian Toin Katoto, now top core of PSG women's team and also PSG women's match against Gingong. We're also going to talk a little bit about the UCL, which is fast approaching, uh, and uh, and PSG's uh, selection, the squad selection for that, and perhaps a few words about the structural changes and challenges uh, that are being talked about. I don't usually get too much into the rumors, but uh, you know sometimes you have to indulge a little bit. But let's start off with the match from last night. As I'm recording, it is Monday, and last night uh, on Sunday night, PSG played um, in uh, in 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 Lille uh, on 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 away match against Lille, and. Uh, If you're looking at purely the numbers, uh, it is a very emphatic win. It is a very convincing 5-1 victory. And to be honest with you, PSG has not really been having such victories uh, much recently. I think this is actually the biggest uh, scoreline that uh, that we're having during Mauricio Pochettino, who has now been uh, serving PSG as a head coach for over a year now. Uh, still kind of some of the old previous problems we are struggling to hit the target uh, especially this was evident in the first half uh, and 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 there were some amazing shots quite you know early on by Messi uh, Angel Di Maria Hakimi uh, and then finally you know we started scoring the first um, half there was Mendes uh, giving a cross to Danilo uh, then there was uh, Messi giving a corner to Kimbembe and then finally Messi was uh, scoring kind of solo goal all of these were more or less errors by uh, Lille I don't think that I mean you really have to be there you have to be in the right place and the good players are there in the right place and utilize the chances where they come so I don't really want to be one of those people who are saying that it's just an error error by the opponent and otherwise you know it's nothing you have to still be there you still have to be in the right place and when you put uh, dangerous crosses uh, into the box into the area you know anything can happen uh, but it also must be said in 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 the name of uh, being realistic and in all name, name of fairness that the first um, cross from Mendes Uh, the little keeper uh, kind of like left it for Danilo to score in the second goal, which was the corner kick, Messi's corner. Um, goalkeeper again wasn't really wasn't really there in the right place, and and Kimbembe had all the space and time in the world to um, put the ball in. Uh, as 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 good as he was in his placement, he came to exactly. He did exactly what he was supposed to do, and then finally uh, the third goal um, that was coming in the first half that was Messi, who was basically taking advantage of the uh, mistake by um, by the Lille defense. Uh, again, being a very good player, there being in the right place, doing the right things, and sometimes Messi makes uh, it look like other people are making mistakes. 
because he's quite he's quite good. <laughs> this is not very controversial statement. Messi is quite good, despite all the criticism that has been coming to him in Ligue 1, you know, uh, especially in Ligue 1. But we will talk about him also a little bit later. He's still eating the woodwork again, crossbar from the from the um, from the. Um, the, the 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 free kick, uh, Lille also scored a very nice goal. Of course, it had to be Hatem Ben Arfa, uh, who was uh, who, who created the situation for Sven Botman to then put the ball in. And they had some other dangerous situations, but Donnarumma was very alert, so it was all right. Uh, Angel Di Maria, a little bit of an injury scare. I don't think it's anything too serious. Uh, and then also towards the end, Presnel Kimbembe got a kick in a head but I I don't uh, think that it it should be anything too much but he was also taken to the side uh, second half was much more free-flowing football and I think Lille lost their edge maybe their motivation a little bit Danilo scored another one with the help of deflection uh, and then of course there was a massively beautiful goal by uh, Kylian Mbappe and also notable things that Xavi Simons came in uh, late towards the match. He was uh, playing there for for some time in the end. And Hakimi, he had a very good second half. And Marco Verratti is is, is really great. So basically, um, this is it. PSG is comfortably on top of the table. I'm not getting too much into the uh, details of the match any more than this kind of short report about it. I think there are still many issues that need to be fixed, but at the same time, um, and it is true that we were also a little bit lucky, but sometimes um, sometimes it just so happens that uh, when you're doing right things, then also the luck is on your side. Uh, I don't think that the when it comes to the, the formation or, or, or the way that this team is being managed, I don't necessarily think that we have taken any much steps forward when it comes to that and the sort of general stubbornness of, of, of the of the coach is still still an issue but um, as it is we're happy with a very good 5-1 uh, win on the road against the defending champions of Ligue 1 mind you uh, and they are having even though some of the players have gone but it's, it's not a bad team it's not a bad team at all uh, Marie Antoinette Katoto now uh, top scorer of PSG's women's team. So we're taking a club legend, uh, Marie-Laure Deli, with her two goals against Gingon on Saturday afternoon. She's only 23 years old. She's uh, our own PSG Academy graduate. And now in 148 matches for the PSG senior side, she has scored 132 goals so far. Yeah, you have to very much say and counting because she's scoring this fairly regularly. So, um, 132 goals in 148 matches. A very impressive statistic and uh, some very massively important goals there as well, you know. So, it's uh, it's it's really great. It's all in all the fourth uh, best scorer for the club, only having Cavani ahead of her with 200 goals, Latan with 156 goals and Kylian Mbappe currently with 152 goals after scoring one last night. So it really is only a matter of time, I suspect, that she will overtake Zlatan. 
and Cavani also. And depending on Mbappe's future, which we will see, if he leaves the club, you know, then it's quite uncontroversial prediction that Marie Antoinette Catoto will top the staple soon and all things going well. She will create herself such numbers eventually that no one is very soon going to catch her up as far as PSG's sort of first team football goes. But of course, it's Kylian Mbappe's test. You know, they are going to have this uh, uh, neck-on-neck kind of situation, which is which is quite a fun thing to have also. But we have to really see how um, how it goes. But really, what a player, what a player we have. Uh Otherwise, the match against Gingong, uh was, you know, good. It was fine. PSG scored six goals besides Katoto, uh, also Sara de Bridge with the brace and one goal each by Grace Gioro and Gadi Diani. Uh, it has to be said about the two goals that uh, PSG also conceded, and this was only the second time this whole season, you know, Champions League and um, the Division One in in, uh, in France that PSG conceded any goals, and it was two goals, which was uh, I don't know if it's uh, if it's if there should be any alarms for that, but uh, it's worth mentioning that are kind of like a key in our whole defensive line. Paulina Dudek recently, I think last week, I mentioned she was selected as the player of the year in Poland, which is her country of origin. Uh, she was uh, substituted away. So uh, as soon as she, well, not as soon, but I mean, th- those goals came while she was not playing. Uh You know, arguably we could say that uh, PSG had lost a little bit of the focus also because the numbers were were already fine. Uh, OL, uh, which is leading the women's uh, Division One, played on Sunday against Bordeaux. There were many absentees. I was a little bit hopeful. Uh, I'm not here to um, root against any other club specifically but it was noteworthy that they had many absentees and Bordeaux is a good side and there was a chance that um, even with the draw uh, the whole title race would have opened up again and we would have had a competition in our hand very much depending on the return match against uh, uh, Lyon which I would assume is going to be played in Parc de France later this spring, uh, and that would have that that would still be like a meaningful match because as things stands, OL is having quite a lot better goal difference than us. Well, I mean, it's not as much. Only yesterday they won one zero, so they didn't drop points. So that was a little bit, you know, unfortunate for us, but of course, you know, to be expected to a quite a large degree as well. So what's happening there now is that. PSG is trying to gather all the points in France, including against Lyon, and hoping that Lyon will, you know, once, you know, once there's going to be an accident, they're going to draw or even lose to somebody, uh, some other team. Uh, recently, they have been a little bit sloppier, it has to be said. So uh, you never know. Uh, like I said yesterday, a lot of absentees, but only one zero uh, win against Bordeaux. And uh, and the other week they were also only in the last minutes of the match managing to um, score the winning goal. Until that, it had been um, it had been even the match. So you never know. You never know. But in women's football, you have to kind of keep an, another eye a little bit in OL uh, and how they are doing. Uh, that's just the way that it goes. 
We are moving to the next matter at hand on our agenda. Juan Bernat, he was not selected. He is not part of the PSG's Champions League squad. Uh, this is something that I was talking about last week, and I was wondering who is going to be the one player who is not going to be part of this selection. And uh, now we have the information that it is Juan Bernat, as it was uh, during the autumn. Uh, that was more that was more logical last autumn because he was in a long-term injury. There wasn't quite clarity of how he's going to come back. He's injured again, now coming back from another less serious injury. But I don't know if this non-selection to the squad is going... Like, I don't know how much we should read into it. I don't know whether... Um, That is a kind of kiss of death. Is this? Is there a future for Juan Bernat? Is this purely about the um, about the injuries? Does this say anything about the current injury? Is it more serious than we're talking, or is the the powers that be? Is the are are they are the leaders of this operation? Are they um, feeling conservative about his form with these various injuries that he has been going through? I don't know. He's a really good player. Uh, but he has been one of those players who have had really terrible luck with the injuries and, and, and match fitness, and therefore he hasn't really been able to play as much. And also, of course, one of this season's greatest positive surprises, I'm not sure if it's a surprise, but it's a really a huge positive for this year, is also Nuna Mens, a young man, a 19-year-old, on loan from Sporting and uh, from Portugal, Yesterday again uh, with uh, with an, with an assist and 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 really uh, really a solid great player there on 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 the same position as Juan Bernat and then of course we have um, Diallo uh, we have Diallo the African champion Diallo who is can also play that position so there is a, there are a lot of players I'm not even getting into Kursava. Uh, but uh, but there there are players who can play that. So uh, that was the decision that had that has been made. And uh, that uh, you know from that weekend before we get into I forgot to mention in the beginning <laughs> in the beginning that of course we need to talk a little bit about the African Cup of Nations and uh, adding up couple of continental champions to our already long list of defending continental champions from various different continents. But let's talk a little bit about the fast approaching UEFA Champions League match against um, Real Madrid, of course. The first match is going to be in one and a half weeks, essentially in two and one week. One one week um, on Tuesday, next week Tuesday. Um, this been a lot of questions about PSG's form and how they're performing in France. Yesterday, like I said, there was a lot of luck involved, maybe you could say misfortune for a Lille, but at the same time, you don't win 5-1 by accident either. It requires a little bit of something. Messi was scoring also and assisting, and he had a lot of uh, other uh, places where he could have you know, done a little bit more. He was also a little bit unlucky, but at the same time, uh, the criticism that has been to Messi uh, this year on um, in Ligue 1 and the fact that he has only scored uh, two goals in Ligue 1 this whole season, when, for, for instance, I think 
I think Danilo has scored four. <laughs> I think it's four now uh, after yes after yesterday's two goals. So it's one of those things that um, you know that's just an example, of course. But there's been criticism towards Messi about his about his form uh, or or maybe his motivation. He had visited Barcelona again uh, for uh, for 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 an event there and. Um, And there's like speculation, will he go, won't he go? Well, the problem with PSG is that we have these Hollywood-style players who are going to be dominating the the football rumors. And and it's always fun and, you know, it makes financial sense for the press to talk about PSG players and, and, and usually them leaving PSG uh, as much as they like to speculate on who PSG might be buying next with the big money. So I think it's quite normal. Messi's having his house in Barcelona uh, where he had lived for years and years and years. Um, so of course he's going to visit it. Of course he's going to go there and spend time there, you know, when he has the opportunity. And, you know, his friends are there. He was there for a long time. So he's got a, his social circles are there. So when he goes there, that's just very normal what does it mean you know for PSG I wouldn't personally worry too much about it he's got a very you know he's got this limited uh, you know contract in Paris and uh, and 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 I don't think he's a kind of player who will be content with leaving this kind of like a weird um, sort of almost like an error of judgment <laughs> that would appear like a like a problem in his career by by coming to, to Paris and not delivering something. Uh, I really feel like there's also another big consideration and that is that these star players were always like, oh, you know, they are not performing to the best. This is the same thing that has been talked about Neymar for a million times. The thing about it is that, and this is something that Thomas Tuchel said, I think when he had already left PSG, but I think it's very important. And he was basically saying that when it comes to players like Neymar, and I would say that Messi would be in the same category very much with that, it's not, you don't have to motivate them for their Champions League match. You don't have to say that, oh, come on, guys, let's try a little bit harder, Real Madrid. You know, they know they are built to play against Real Madrid. They are built To, for the big matches, they are built for the big, you know, stadiums for the big events. They are, they are, they are made for the for that limelight and 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 spotlight, and they will perform, just like Messi performed against Manchester City and all that. I I don't have that worry. The problem more, like Tuchel was saying, that it's the smaller matches or what seem less consequential matches, you know, uh, in in France. That's where they are having maybe trouble sometimes. And he was talking about, I think, Neymar in specific. But that's where their motivation might be the issue, but not in this big one. So there's a definite sense of occasion next week when PSG is playing against Real Madrid. There's a lot lot on the line, of course. And this is a great thing for us because we have these players. Uh, uh, but it's also very useful to keep in mind that absolutely the same applies to the Real Madrid team. They are a team of winners. And no matter how it is going uh, with them, they were also knocked out of the the, the cup in, in in Spain, and that as as were we in France. Um, but but at the same time, they are a team of winners. They are big occasion players. But that's been proven time and time again. So it should be a very good match. I'm really hoping 
that uh, PSG is going to win. And I really hope that our uh, star power is going to see us through this match. But of course, there are stars on the other side as well. And uh, and and also yesterday in the post-match uh, interview, some of the post-match press conference situations or press situations, Kylian Mbappe was saying that he has not uh, had been talking with Real Madrid because... Um, They are the opponent. He is focused only on beating Real Madrid in Champions League, and um, and he was also mentioning that uh, his future. There's a there's a part of his future that also depends on on, on this match, whatever that means. And we will get uh, to some of the structural changes soon. But let's talk a little bit about uh, a whole another competition that involves two of our players plus one of our former players. That, of course, is African Cup of Nations. That was also, uh, the final was played pretty much simultaneously with the um, last night match against Lille. There you had uh, Senegal with Abdou Diallo. And, of course, you also had uh, uh, Idrissa Ganagay. Um, so he was also, of course, there, those two players, but also the coach, The manager of Senegal side, Sisse, he was playing for PSG, was a PSG player, um, I think 98 to 2002, there in the turn of the millennium, uh, had a little bit of a loan spell also, I think, in Montpellier, but nevertheless, um, he's also a former player. And uh, it went all the way to the penalties. Uh, Diallo was one of the penalty shooters. He scored a nice goal. And at the end, Senegal were victorious. They won their first ever African Cup of Nations. Huge congratulations to that side. I was very happy about that. I was on their side. They had uh, some PSG players. Plus, I also like I like also some other players that they have. They have good good players there. So it's an interesting, interesting side. And to be honest with you, um, not to take anything away from Egypt, but they scored in the whole tournament. They scored four goals and it would have been very bizarre. It would have been too bizarre, I think, for me to have the champion who managed to score only four goals in the whole tournament. <laughs> but, um, but you know, it could have also been possibility. Of course, it was perfectly possible. And when it goes to the penalty shootout, anything can happen. We know that much. Okay, let's get back into our current team, uh, PSG the current uh, challenges, if I should call it, not to necessarily call, say, to use the word challenge only as a synonym and or alternative for problem. I don't know if we have problems, but I think there's definitely considerations and uh, a lot of rumors currently. The rumors are suggesting that not only Pochettino, but also Leonardo are, is uh, going to be replaced come summer. And uh, and of course, uh, when it comes to the manager, uh, the main rumor is Zidane. Zidane. Um, there's a little bit of uh, unclarity yet. What is the future of Didier Deschamps in the France national team? And I think it's uh, safe to say that Zidane is really eyeing that role as the manager of the French national team as well. So there's that. If that place should come open, uh, he would probably be very interested in that and there's a chance that even if he was a PSG manager there could be a clause that if uh, something should happen he he would maybe prioritize that I mean I'm just uh, you know speculating as everything 
uh, here and in is speculation, I suppose. But uh, but in the same way as I guess Messi is having some kind of a clause there in a, in a, in, a, in a contract that he's allowed to prioritize the national team. Maybe something similar could be the case with Zidane. And then Arsene Wenger is talked about as, as a sporting director. I don't I don't know uh, about how trustworthy these are. It's very difficult to say, but the Zidane rumor, of course, has been a big one for some time. It has to be said that our former player and the club legend, Diaco Motta, was just selected as the a manager of the season, a manager of the uh, month of January in Serie A in Italy, and uh, and is you know time there hasn't been entirely straightforward and only easy, but at the same time you know he's been having some great results. Of course, very different um, type of team there than uh, than the one that he would be coaching should he become a PSG coach. Uh, But I would imagine that he could have that um, kind of charisma and uh, <laughs> even a fear factor to 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 make it so that the, even the stars would have to align in the in the dressing room in the locker room. Well, not quite sure about that. We have tried this club, you know, former player situation with Pochettino. That hasn't really worked out so well. I'm still thinking that. As things stand, I would uh, replace already now Pochettino, if at all possible, with Papus Kamara, who I think is a great uh, coach, and I think that it could bring a, a little bit of breath of fresh air. And I would also like to think, I'm not quite sure this might be, <laughs> this might be uh, uh, um, that I might be entirely wrong, but it feels like he is quite a lot more creative and innovative and 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 less conservative um, coach. He could bring in some open-mindedness uh, to our squad which of course um, well with Pochettino it has been as it has been he has been quite conservative he doesn't really like to make changes or take risks having said that of course with the absentees and whatever PSG has they we you know this there's had to be many changes and and, and things of this nature so Question I think that is important to ask when we're talking about the possibility of Zidane or even the off chance of Diakomota or whoever else. You know, there's also other coaches that could be possible. But our coaches, how easy or even possible it is for a coach to succeed in Paris? Because we've had Thomas Tuchel. Well, he has a little bit of a... He's a great coach. He went to win the Champions League. But it's also according to eyewitnesses a very difficult person and he's got a is he he landed into trouble with uh with the Dortmund uh, you know authorities of the of that club in PSG as well and I'm perfectly you know okay to assume that it was at least half of it if not all of it was was something that you know we should place on Leonardo's doorstep rather than on Tuchel's but at the same time it's it it has been said that Tuchel is not the easiest person and and despite his amazing ability to and ta- tactical ability you know he he's also like he's is not an he's not an easy person this is what has been said but what is the situation okay so Leonardo might be going well then we still have uh, Nasser Al-Khelaifi the president, the club president, and then we still have the emir. So the chain of command is a complicated one, and we have to we have to consider that who would be the kind of coach and manager 
who would command that kind of respect that they would basically have that project for their own. Not that, you know, they would have to worry too much about the sporting director. The sporting director would be sort of serving their needs and and kind of keeping them, I guess, in, in line, but not, you know, being this kind of cloud over their head or or dominating figure in the in the offices and uh, and also then you know what is the what is the expectation from the uh, the owners uh, when it comes to this kind of thing so in that way Zidane could be a kind of character who is who is tried and tested with the with the star-studded locker room but also maybe he would have the authority to really make his mark when it comes to the whole Uh, organizational structure, which is complicated one. So it remains to be seen what's going to happen. That's just a little bit of speculation, and uh, and one day I I will talk about Qatar as well, the owner of the club. I think that's the elephant in the room many times, and 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 it is something that we need to talk about, and and we will. But I also don't want to, I don't know, freestyle because I freestyle this kind of things a lot, so I don't really feel like that's something that I'm going to get into right now. Maybe during some international break, I can think what I think about it and then we can talk about it because this is an, an ongoing question and, 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 and a difficult one. The World Champ- World Cup is approaching. That's going to be there in Qatar. And what's going to happen after that? It is, a, it is a complicated matter, but at the same time, of course, um, with the QSI, Uh, as PSG's owners, the whole club has been taken into a whole different realm. Uh, there's a little bit of cognitive dissonance when it comes to these things, but we keep things moving. And, and, and like I said, one day we get into that and we're going to analyze that a little bit further. That's all for this week. This has been PSG Review. My name is Nikko. You can find me on uh, on Twitter uh, at PSG Helsinki, where you can talk to me. Uh, if you have questions you want me to talk about in this particular show in the next episode. But, uh, but that's all. Uh, next matches are going to be uh, for the PSG men. The next matches are going to be on Friday. We're going to play against Ren, Stade Ren, which is the only side that has beaten us in League One this year. And then after that, next Tuesday, uh, next week Tuesday, it's going to be Real Madrid at Parc de France. So that's something and uh, and 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 something to look look forward to. Uh, now take care and next time bye